0: episode of Breaking Mayberry, a podcast that exists in a shadowy mafia underworld filled with creatures and spooks and demons. Ah, happy Halloween, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this Breaking lines up Mayberry. perfectly. Also, there's genies here for some reason. There's genies here. <laughs> uh, they don't appear to be any kind of trickster gods or they don't really want to trick me into burying myself in a pile of gold after I w- wish to be the richest man in the world. They're not doing anything at all, really, but that's where the genies are. Yeah. Hi, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Marty Schneider. I'm the other host, Dan Ludwig. And today we're going to be talking about Supernatural. That's uh, right. We are doing...
1: It's another episode of Backdoor Lovers.
0: Backdoor Lovers! Yeah. I forgot that there was a song, uh, a fake song in the movie Josie and the Pussycats. A movie <laughs> I fucking adore. Go to the mat, for movie it. I love. Uh, that song don't know who it was written by probably written by adam schlesinger of fountains of wayne Mm -hmm. uh because he wrote all the other songs for that movie and a bunch of other movies including that thing you do r.i.p adam uh so i forgot that there was a fake pop song (laughs) called backdoor lover maybe that's where i Uh, got it (laughs) because when i came across it and when i typed in typed into youtube in an incognito window (laughs) uh and i got it like as soon as i heard the opening chords and i was like (gasps) And just had a fresh unlocking of this song being lodged in my head for years. From this movie that I love, but apparently forgot about. Okay. Anyway, it's the spooky, spooky Halloween season- episode of Breaking Mayberry. Backdoor Lovers is a sh- mini-series from Breaking Mayberry where we explore sh- pilots for shows that never were. We explore a uh, an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> an attempt at getting things started.
1: Attempts to awkwardly shoehorn a pilot into an existing TV show. With mixed success rates. Real quick thing. So, we had uh, my sister on a couple of weeks ago to talk about Stargate. And uh, what happened immediately after that is she got married and I was at the wedding. And guess what? My podcast came up a lot. The groom has now put in the formal request that he wants to, and we explain the premise of like, so you talk about stuff that your parents made you watch. And he was like, I want to come on and do an impassioned defense of the Matthew McConaughey vehicle, Fool's Gold. And I was like, did your parents make you watch Fool's Gold? And he was like, no, I just want to talk about it because I watch it several times a year and I'm very passionate about it. And I was like, okay, well, can you give me a preview of what your defense is? And he said, it has action. It has adventure and it has romance and it has pirates. I was so like, does
0: the Princess Bride. Yeah, I mean, so it, but if somebody told me that the Princess Bride was their favorite movie of all time, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised with Fools Gold. Yes, it's, I can't tell if it's a bit,
1: but you know, it was his. I do do, do grooms get a, a wedding wish because I think it's it's, not, if so, they're not used kids it. With,
0: they're not children with cancer, <laughs> man. <laughs> I I don't get to say, John Cena, please come and hang out with me. I'm getting cough, cough, married. Uh, like that's that's a fucking joke that like an older generation of of comics will make well you get sick you're gonna make a wish foundation because you're getting married uh i hate my wife uh, <laughs> this this is funny somehow I
1: lot long long weekend of uh <laughs> Why is that of, my
0: old comedian voice. yeah give me your okay, old comedian
1: on. voice again let me pop off on that give me break me off a piece of old comedian
0: Hey, you know, hey, I hit my wife. Yeah. That's... Oh, hey, uh, somebody please hit her. I'm yeah. Domestic abuse is funny. Uh, like... And everything's too big these days. You know what it is? It's it's Andrew Dice Dangerfield. That's kind of what I'm going for. It's a
1: little bit of Billy Crystal suffering from food poisoning. <laughs> hey, I hate I hate my wife, and I have a Comedy Central special.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you about the time I hit my kids. <laughs>
0: You can't say say nothing to nobody no more. Everybody gets offended.
1: Oh, It's 2007. I hate my wife and my family and my entire life, and I'm wearing a leather jacket.
0: It feels like we're ripping on Dennis Leary specifically, but Leary was actually never one of those guys.
1: No, but he fucking sucked. He stole all of his material from Bill Hicks. He's a piece of shit.
0: You know what? Leary's delivery is better than Hicks. That's fine. All I'm I'm fine with it. Also, like Leary's career has lasted longer than Hicks's, or was alive. So, so dig on
1: you, Hicks. (laughs) You don't want your material stolen. Don't die, idiot. Fucking keep breathing, dipshit.
0: Thank you for making something out of the nothing (laughs) I was given. Anyway, so fool's gold. Fool's gold. Uh,
1: Bewildering. He kept bringing it up. Would (laughs) offer no defense of it. Was just, it was great. Would not drop it. Got well,
0: to, to be clear, this is his wedding night. Yes, his like wedding. He, like, he said, I do, what, four hours prior? <laughs> no, this was the rehearsal dinner. He's not oh, a that's crazy fine, person. Like, that's fine, then. But, he just spent the wedding talking about our fantasy football
1: league.
0: 100%. Okay, go on.
1: Yeah, um, but it was a long weekend of uh, of, you know, like, all oh, my kids have so much stuff going on, you know. Annie has has her business and has all this. Max is in school. Dan has a podcast <laughs> that apparently people are pretty enthusiastic about. <laughs> a lot of lot of lot of relatives coming up to pitch episodes at me. <laughs> we really opened a Pandora's box by you know, again having my sister on the podcast oh, like a week before her wedding.
0: Well, why is your sister talking about our fucking podcast? When she's getting married. Why did she come on? The, they have a lot to do the week before the wedding. I, that is This is not our fault. Yeah. Anyway, so, Dan, bottom line, pitch it to me straight. Do I got to fucking watch Fool's Gold? I think we got to fucking watch Fool's Gold,
1: and I think we have to have my new brother-in-law on to talk about Fool's Gold, man.
0: Okay, Patreon I, episode. It- Patreon episode. We're, we're, we're not... We're not putting that shit main feed.
1: I mean, what if it's great and we have to spend the remainder of our days defending Fool's Gold, cursed with the knowledge that Fool's Gold actually rips? What if? You, you're you in a party and 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 you, you just have to tell people, hey, I know this is going to sound crazy. Fool's Gold kicks ass.
0: God damn it, Dan. Yeah. A guy I don't know loves a movie I barely remember. Yes. Lots of guys I don't know love movies that aren't very good. Yeah. In fact most of the every guy I don't know loves a movie
1: if any of that those guys good. get married they get to make one request that right, is fine. that is the breaking Mayberry guarantee if you get married and you, you make a loud request at us while three whiskeys deep we will watch it don't need a Patreon money for that you just have to invoke marriage
0: <laughs> shit alright yeah.
1: this is all getting edited down severely
0: <laughs> At least it's only been 13 minutes This is not the worst we've ever done uh, Okay, so going into fucking Supernatural We are watching, talking about Supernatural Season 20, episode 9 No, season I say season 20, episode 9 Other way around, but God damn it, Supernatural went on so long I
1: believed you 100% when you said It was season
0: 20 <laughs> uh, Nope, I, I got those wrong uh, But maybe that was a Freudian nipple mm-hmm. The episode is Season 9, Episode 20, Supernatural, Colon, Bloodlines. Originally airs April 29th, 2014, written by Andrew Dobb, directed by Robert Singer. I tried to find anything interesting about those guys and found nothing. So, Supernatural Bloodlines was an attempt, as every show that we're talking about in this series, Backdoor Lovers, everything that we're doing in this series is a failed attempt at creating a spinoff by shoving its way into an existing popular television shows episode. Uh,
1: This one does um, my favorite trope in the backdoor pilot of the main characters of the existing show briefly walking through it, going like, love all this, approve of everything. Oh, hey, uh, protagonist, here's the torch, passing it to you. All right, bye, later, everybody.
0: Yeah, so to be one thing we should be clear about here, it feels like there are two schools of thought when making a backdoor pilot. Uh, One school of thought says that you need to Introduce your characters by having them interact with the existing show's characters and have it be an episode. That's what we saw last time with the Charlie's Angels was they did a Charlie's Angels kind of plot and made sure to squeeze their characters in there and have them interact with the Angels and uh, have them tag along on what would otherwise be, you know, a, a forgettable Charlie's Angels episode. So that's epi- That's theory one. Theory two says you. You write a pilot for your existing <laughs> show. You you already write the thing that is new, and then you point randomly at a TV guide and say, "Those guys, yeah, we'll put those guys in our in our show." So I mean, if you close your eyes and put it down, and the next thing you see is a rerun of Dharma and Greg, you have to bring <laughs> Dharma and Greg back in a reboot. Yes, and then and then you have to have an episode. Where your character, uh, Azaziel the vampire, visits Dharma and Greg in their San Francisco apartment on Halloween. And, and Azaziel. That's, those is, are the rules. <laughs>
1: Azazel is like,
0: I am also flummoxed
1: by Dharma and her antics. <laughs> the blood of hell runs through my veins. And I also think that she should stop decorating so crazy.
0: <laughs> so those are the rules. Anyway, no. School of thought number 2 is you force your way into it by just having what is essentially a an episode of your show and the other guys get to run through, which is the case here. Yeah. Sam and Dean Winchester, the main characters of Supernatural, have I would say 8 minutes combined of screen time in this. Yeah. Just every once in a while they show up and deliver information about concept of the supernatural
1: universe of supernatural and then they just kind of go like man there's too many there's too many fucking plot threads in this thing i'm stressed out let's get the fuck out of here this is all way more complicated than our usual deal
0: and uh, our usual deal is pretty, fucking, pretty complex. fucking
1: complicated
0: i've died like three times by now
1: three I is might- so conservative <laughs> they are in season 12 it is possibly triple digits <laughs>
0: If you've never heard of Supernatural, somehow, it was a sci-fi show about two sexy brothers who hunted demons and monsters and drove around a cool car. Yeah. Uh, they took over for their dad, because first their dad was missing, then he wasn't. And they're, they're supernatural demon hunters, and they go around the country hunting demons. And you'd think that would be enough, but no. No. it
1: they It is a basically a long bible study class <laughs> they build out some complex ass mythology um did you ever watch it marty
0: uh i i did not watch all 15 episodes i no, watched God, no. maybe 15, 15 seasons uh i watched three seasons maybe yeah I think, I think with most cw shows that last forever like that i'll give you about three years and then i'm gonna go this is too much
1: I got I got to the end of season five, which is when the guy that made it was like, well, the show's over. And then CW was like, hey, guess what? No, it's not, bitch. And He was like, "What? I just I just did a, a finale with like a, a perfect closer. And they were like, no, we're just going to keep doing it until time stops until one of these guys literally keels over. Uh, so I, I stopped before that part. I have a friend who has watched every single episode, is completely obsessed. Uh, she, when I've, like, uh, crashed at her house, she has just put on YouTube Supernatural fan tributes for us to watch for a while, and by her own admission, everything after season five is borderline unwatchable.
0: Oh, actually, should point this out, A uh, fun fact about the episode that we're talking about, it is... On IMDb, according to IMDb, the lowest rated episode of Supernatural. So this is the Supernatural episode that not even Supernatural fans can mount a defense of. Not even they can get horny for. And to be clear, Supernatural fans, as you just described, are submissive. Yes!
1: (laughs) You can do anything to them. You can put a cigarette out on a Supernatural fan's chest. And they'll be like, oh, this
0: is like that one episode in season three! And so we're we're in season nine about and so this is the spitting in your mouth at like season. <laughs> That's where we're at. And not even these people can mount a defense of bloodlines. So bloodlines. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, man. I, I know I'm saying it weird, but I just – every time I have to say supernatural bloodlines, I get so angry. <laughs>
1: supernatural right, – the, re- the problem is you're not saying it right. You're, it
0: you're has saying, real Baywatch Knight's energy.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You're just saying supernatural bloodlines. It's not supernatural super-
0: – Bloodlines. I'm yeah, sorry. It's it's, I'm it's sorry. It's so stupid. All right.
1: Follow me here. It's okay. supernatural. Pause
0: supernatural. Bloodlines.
1: You're, you've got to do it. Beat supernatural. Beat Bloodlines. You got to say it different. Supernatural.
0: Supernatural Bloodlines.
1: There we go. See, doesn't that feel better? You put a little that extra pepper better. on Bloodlines.
0: I did. I did. Yeah. I kind of felt like The Undertaker.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Supernatural Bloodlines is a proposed spin-off series from Supernatural that would have existed at the same time. Uh, where th- Chicago is run by different mafias. Uh, that are five five families that are all different monsters. It's uh, uh,
1: it's succinctly summarized by one of the characters by just going like, "What are you talking about?" So it's like the Godfather with fangs. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it's And then it kind of goes, "So you mean it's like Casino huh? with werewolves?" <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, yeah, Jensen Ackles, you're getting yeah. it. <laughs> you
1: talking about." you talking about Sopranos with Gin? Is that what you're telling me?
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about good fellas from the Black Lagoons? <laughs> is that what's going on here? And you're like, Jensen, there's like 10 minutes in this left in the episode, man. Are you and te- Marty and Dan are basically just doing John Mulaney's iced tea bit, but they're still going.
1: Are you telling me that this is like the Irishman, but with shapeshifters? okay let's i'm just gonna bring it up the main supernatural crime underworld monsters got all the monsters that you can possibly want to do and, and make the, sure
0: <laughs> and the main and they, family and they, and they do and they do the main
1: family that they do like there's a werewolf family right there and you think that they're gonna be like okay werewolf family main deal and they're like no no main family shifters and it's like what is that yeah, like because... a, a, a derogatory name for a real monster? And they're like, no, they're just shapeshifters. They're just guys that can change faces into other
0: people's faces. And in fact, one character in this episode does straight up go, yeah, man, we're shapeshifters. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's right in the name. Like and, That's a line of dialogue they have. Uh, and it, there's a real easy like explanation for that, Dan. It's because everything else costs money. Yes. For a shapeshifter, all you got to do is have the camera go behind a chair for a second And then have another actor on the other side.
1: Every time that happened, did you just imagine, like, the previous guy scampering off, and then the new guy has to, like, run up in the same costume?
0: I I imagine that. I imagine them doing it I Dream a genie style, where everybody else has to freeze. Yeah. Everybody else has to move, and then one actor, first actor, has to scamper off stage, like, doing a stage crouch, and the other person has to show up and take their position. It does the same
1: sound effect of, like, boing! (laughs) He's just different
0: it's time Uh, for me to shape shift
1: freeze boing and now i'm a different guy
0: form of a (laughs) cpa form of the vice principal which is how we actually meet him he the our main character has shifted into the role of one of his college professors and is stealing uh the final answers Real dumb, like, Dawson's Creek shit.
1: Let's start at the beginning. Real dumb Um, Final
0: Destination shit. I'm sorry, Dan, you described this as uh, supernatural underworld, like, gangs. And let's focus real heavily on that underworld description. Because, yeah, this is just the ultra, super creative and original idea of a turf war between vampires and werewolves. No one's ever done that. No one had ever done that, certainly, before 2009 when this aired. Two thousand fourteen. how many
1: things this is derogatory of simultaneously. <laughs> it's it's somehow managing to rip off so many things that, that were it bad rip offs
0: in... themselves. Yes, like, <laughs> like you the gotta... Underworld series is basically if TV tropes had a screenplay deal. <laughs> And this manages to be derogatory of it. Der- derivative is the word we want to use.
1: As a kid, I read the uh novelization of Underworld like 14 times. No idea why. <laughs> probably a uh, probably a spectrum thing. But yeah, I I now know the ins and outs of the mythology of Underworld like the back of my hand.
0: I mean, okay, I get that that's what the appeal is of Movie novelizations is that they give you, like, world-building stuff that only super nerds would give a shit about. But why the Underworld series, Dan?
1: My dad just bought it for me and was like, here, I don't know. <laughs> I bought this at an airport. Take it. And I was like, cool. That
0: I, sounds right. Yeah. Sounds like a deeply dad move. Yeah. Uh, it's a Quick note uh, for our Patreon listeners, because this will be cut. My dad came to visit a couple days ago. We spent three days. He literally came to visit, I think, just so he could watch Reacher on Amazon Prime.
1: (laughs) Does he not have an Amazon Prime subscription? He does not have an
0: Amazon Prime subscription. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So he drove up here. We watched a little bit of the Eagles game. And then he was like, y'all got Prime? I was like, yeah, Dad. You ever ever heard of Reacher? (laughs) And I found out that my father, who... I don't remember ever cracking a book through my entire childhood, has read every single Jack Reacher novel by Lee Child and sat with me through nine hours of Reacher. A show that rules. Yeah, kids kicks and ass. told me everything that was different from the books. My father just proceeded to tell me every single detail that was changed or similar or in any way connected to the books. And you know what? Dudes rock. Dudes rock.
1: Dude, it, the Reacher show kicked so much ass that I was like, fuck, am I going to read these books? Oh, I'm going to read these
0: books. I'm going to read these books because apparently it's a fatherly, it's a father-son bonding thing now. Yeah. Uh, you can anyway. If you read the Jack Reacher books, you can placate any
1: man over the age of 40 instantly. But like like a guy could be like screaming at you at a Walmart and you can just be like, You know, this is a lot like that one scene in Killing Floor and he'd just be like, you read read Killing Floor? And then it's over. (laughs) A a white guy in his 50s could be attacking you with a machete and you'd just be like, you know, this is a pretty Jack Reacher situation. I think he said this at this one time and be like, I love that line. Do you want to talk about that now? I was going to murder you, but we're doing this now do you want to give matching tattoos i was furious with you about a parking spot you can have it now just give me your contact info
0: just put an eye break for jack reacher bumper sticker and avert all all yeah. road rage
1: oh my god every time a cop pulls you over just be like just quote jack reacher to him and it'll be like like not only is the ticket torn up Here's a special sticker that lets you drive over the speed limit in school zones. Here,
0: we have a spare badge. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're a cop now. (laughs) If you read the entire Jack Reacher series, you get to the last page and it just says, Congratulations, you're a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Report to your local police station. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right,
0: that's so, really harsh on Jack Reacher, honestly.
1: <laughs> I listen. Not all people that have read Jack Reacher are cops, but all cops have fantasized about being Jack Reacher during
0: sex. <laughs> yeah, that that all tracks. Yes, that tracks. Uh, speaking of fantasizing during sex, Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> so, stars the very handsome, hand stars the very handsome Jensen Ackles and that guy and the other uh, handsome guy slightly less handsome lost third bacon brother Jared Padalecki
1: the failed clone of Benedict Cumberbatch Jared Padalecki uh, do you not see that? am I the only one that sees that?
0: the, the one good option that Rory Gilmore had Jared, Jared Padalecki
1: <laughs> should we start at the beginning of this show? <laughs> I we can, exp- we can try to explain Supernatural more but it's hard to do without just like Getting really into the weeds and be like, so there's a yellow eyed demon and then God shows up and, you know, like the demons come out of hell and Dean gets possessed with demon blood. Like, you can't really like just be like your description of it is describing supernatural.
0: Yeah, especially as it pertains to this episode, because, again, the Winchester boys don't hang out in this episode.
1: This is basically its own thing, (laughs) more or less. So let's let's go through it. It C- takes them a
0: full fifteen minutes to appear in their own show, and even then, it's for a minute.
1: Yeah, they're just like they just show up to be like, "That's right, this is supernatural. <laughs> we didn't just show you a completely different TV show."
0: They're there for the confused fifty-three-year-olds who, as we now know, are the average age of viewers of the CW. Yes, one hundred percent. Just to remind them that this this time slot hasn't changed you are watching supernatural (laughs) but i mean i can't blame you for being confused because this thing starts with a man in chicago getting ready to propose to his longtime girlfriend it's interrupted by some shifters vampire wraiths or whatever going to the vampire nightclub that is on the inside of the fancy dinner place that they're he he,
1: he gets into an altercation with the shapeshifters because uh he's trying to get the waiter to put his ring in a uh, champagne glass and the waiter stops to greet like new people coming in to ask for a table and he's like what the fuck yeah
0: and he then- is really like dismissive of this like maitre d doing his job a little bit yeah i'm sorry you're supposed to be paying attention to me and only me this this proposal i'm
1: doing that i did not arrange beforehand for some reason i just came up to the front desk and asked you to put a ring in some wine and he and and like this is
0: where i have to endear myself to the audience otherwise the show doesn't work (laughs) i'm endearing damn it Pay attention to me, not these guys. (laughs) And then the the
1: shapeshifters are like, all right. Like like one of the bodyguards is like, I'm going to fucking kill you in public. And then the other guy's like, wait, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how i am established. I'm the cool headed one. Don't eviscerate this man
0: in public. And then they go to what I'm going to call the vampire coffee shop in the back. (laughs) It's It's not a vampire nightclub. It's a shitty looking nightclub.
1: It's just like a bar, like like just go to an actual bar. It's like it it has real Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes.
0: It ha- it feels like the Bronze. It feels like the like teen club that they went to on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It also feels like just any bar you've ever been to that has black lights. Yeah, that's it. And to be cl- and I think. The reason it does look so shitty is there's no one there. No, there's like the- eight people. Like if you walked into this, if you discovered this secret sexy vampire bar accidentally, you would sit there and go, eh, "Let's see if the dolphin has a cover charge tonight," and you'd leave.
1: <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. I've this basically looks exactly like a bar that I have been like kicked out of in college. Like one hundred percent. Brianna uh pointed out when I was going through it that every time they walked past a, a person, it like like you walk past a lady and she has a snake tongue, so she sticks out her snake tongue at him yeah. and they walk past another guy and he makes his eyes glow red. And It's that
0: scene in X in every X Men movie where they have to walk around the school showing the minor powers, like the kid that changes the channel by blinking.
1: And and like Love she just point- <laughs> she just pointed out that was the that's the best part of that movie. She just pointed out like why are they showing him him all of their stuff? Like it's like <laughs> if you just like walked through a bar and someone was like, Fine arts major.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have walked through bars and people have been like, Triathlon, triathlon.
1: <laughs> leg tattoo, leg tattoo. Ha
0: Sophia, come in minute, you Sophia
1: recumbent bicycle just waving it around in a bar <laughs>
0: juggles flaming poi actually that guy should be bringing that up that, that guy should bring that up yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: he's the winner of this scenario
0: <laughs> those, those those are the devil's the, the flaming things that you juggle right yeah which called poi yeah the
1: fire makes it infinitely more like it goes from a negative to a positive with the simple addition of fire
0: not many things that's true of.
1: Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we haven't even
0: gotten to the first scene. I know. So he's going
1: through the shitty uh, demon bar. He's ordering <laughs> like, like, give me, give me a cup full of human blood. Edgy. And yeah. uh, a werewolf comes up and is just like, "There's animosity between us for unspecified reasons. We have baggage. I want to kill you." And he's like, "I want to kill you too." We both look pretty much the same. (laughs) Yeah, now now that you're
0: describing this conversation, I'm having trouble remembering who said what. Because they both are just, like, they're both, I'm just going to say, identical army hammers. They're, they're, they're They're army hammers with a different haircut.
1: Well, when when the shapeshifter is walking into the bar, the snake tongue lady is like, oh, I liked you with blonde hair better. And right, so he, and he does a thing where he shapeshifts his hair blonde. And thank fucking God, because otherwise I would not have been able to tell those two dudes apart. Oh, because maybe that's,
0: that's why they put that in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's animosity, but the animosity doesn't get solved because uh, Green Arrow shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy in a hood and a shitty vest shows up with Freddy Krueger claws. Uh, and just starts tearing shit apart. Just starts fucking it up. The the it, it, again, it's just a shitty dipshit version of the vampire nightclub scene from Blade.
1: It is. It is so such a low budget version of that. <laughs> it, and they try to like sell it of like he's some kind of new monster, like he he moves with like incredible speed and strength and is able to kill all these vampires, and he's just like kind of like he literally has Freddy Krueger claws and he's just running up to people and going "eh" and just like swiping at them like a cat and then they're like "ah, oh, I'm a dangerous monster but I'm going down from that."
0: And spoiler alert, it's an old man. <laughs> it is an old human man. It is a human man with an AARP membership. He looks like Alan Arkin with a fucking eye patch or some shit. Like that is goggles. That is it. Uh so it's an old old man who's Fucking these ultra-powerful mythological creatures up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a big fight. Uh, one of the vampire guys escapes, the blonde guy who had animosity, uh, but he gets in the way of the other guy that was proposing, whose name is Ellis. Remember that storyline from a yeah. minute ago? Yeah.
1: He go- he's now he's left the restaurant because he was like, that Matre d' was a dick to me. Let's go somewhere else. No,
0: he left the restaurant because he's like, I just saw a fucking wraith so we need to go but he's like doing like an impassioned speech where he's like oh remember
1: when we met exactly at this spot and fell in
0: love as children again just completely ad-libbing his proposal
1: yeah and and it it is like the most there's a lot of lines of this that are just like exposition and backstory where it's like remember that time i had an emotional anchor Remember that, this clear setup? I sure hope you don't die brutally in the next five to uh, to seven minutes. Uh, she doesn't.
0: She yeah. dies brutally in the next 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. The fight spills out into the street. Freddy Krueger versus the vampire and they're kind of wrestling. And then the woman, the girlfriend who's being proposed to, is just like, oh, what's going on? And someone grabs her head and smashes it against a wall. No, like, no. Just... He push gives her a light
1: shove, and and she just kind of, like, basically gets what would have been a mild concussion.
0: Yeah, like, like she should definitely have gone to the hospital, but...
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, like the Wraith's hand was going to go all the way through her stomach, and she was going to be like, ah, I love you! Don't ever move on! And then dies. But instead, she just gets, like, a smack on the head and then goes into immediate cardiac arrest.
0: So, she dies, and then they run off, and uh, the Freddy Krueger hand guy kills the shapeshifter. Yeah. Um,
1: Bloodlines! Bloodlines!
0: (laughs) I don't know how- God, I don't know how we're gonna get all the way through this. That's the Uh, fucking beginning of this shit.
1: I mean, Um, okay, that's kind of the problem, is everything after that gets real murky of the series of events it happens in. Because it's all- fucking exposition they didn't do the fun part they just did like here's everything that you need to know to watch episode two of this television show and like they set up a bunch of stuff of like all right here's this young protagonist who's now been through this trauma related to monsters do you want to see his journey for revenge and i'm kind of like yeah i'd watch that, yeah, that maybe sounds, yeah, that sounds right. cool yeah yeah. there's like monsters he's you know he's he's like a, a a cop but you know he has some backstory he'll he'll like i'll watch him on down the monsters and he's like too bad on to the next guy <laughs> here's here's danny he's a shapeshifter who left his crime family to pursue a life as a normal person uh he has to go back and try to reclaim his family and and prevent a crime war do you want to spend some time with him
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll spend I, some time with Danny. Sure.
1: Nope. Next person. Here's a lady. She's a uh, she's a submissive werewolf woman who's in a loveless marriage. Do you want to like learn her deal? Less. Less so. Not not particularly. <laughs> uh, but I guess we're here, so let's go back to the first guy. He's in his house. He's sad. Do you want to know what's going on with him? Uh, yeah, Danny again. Oh, here's a new dude. Oh, we got some gin up in here. It's a guy with
0: tattoos. Imagine if the first episode of Breaking Bad was a series of vignettes yeah. uh, in which you met Walt <laughs> for 10 minutes and then met Hank for 10 minutes and then spent 10 minutes. Imagine if it was the movie Slacker. 100 They just introduced people by having them monologue for a couple minute sections and then point and the next guy goes
1: it's it's a series it's basically being at like a professional networking event <laughs> where Instead of a guy being like, "Hey, what's going on? My name is Jason. I work in procurement. Yeah, no, we're looking to to meet some new people." It's just a guy being like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I'm uh, I'm Archimedes. I uh, you know, I spit fire. I'm half I'm half demon. So you know, that's kind of my deal." All right, well, I'll see you out there. Have fun. And then it's just that over and over again. Like, oh, I'm I'm Danny's sister. I'm a I'm hungry for war. I have a bunch of resentment towards him. It's it's just that Everything after
0: Wait. Hey, what's going on? My name's Mark Rabowitz uh, I work down at B&L Gravel And uh, I am the resurrection Of the sun god Apollo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Real early rise of this one Yeah uh. <laughs> That was also My fucking old comedian voice Why is this my only voice? <laughs>
1: i'm pam (laughs) i work in fraud and compliance uh you know just kind of looking for some new opportunities and also i'm half snake woman so you know got this basilisk arm turn you stone but also you know take my card please
0: uh hey how's it going there uh name's julie accounts payable uh you know sometimes i feel like i if i ever stepped away this whole place would lose its mind also uh oh they're twins but you're (laughs) going to lose one of them at birth okay i'm I'm a (laughs) soothsayer oh sorry just sometimes i sometimes i soothsay don't you know there oh Oh, well, let me just get a prophecy there. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, so oh. why can hey, you do stay a Wisconsin off the
1: accent and it not started... any other accent? <laughs> why is that the one you have in your pocket? So do we? Do we keep going scene by scene through Bloodline? I don't or do we want just... to. I don't yeah. want to.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna summarize. Uh, and by that summarize, I mean I'm going to skim through the five thousand word description of this episode on the on the ultra homoerotic supernatural wiki the ultra incestuous supernatural wiki oh boy the ultra fan the ultra fan art inspiring supernatural wiki
1: (laughs) a wiki that uh the cast of supernatural is you know smiling and thumbs up nodding at but keeping a safe distance from
0: so i mean nothing really happens through this it's the winchester boys show up they drop some exposition there's a little bit more digging out of the relationship of all of these other characters. Uh, David is the brother of the shapeshifter that got killed, so he's investigating his his brother's murder. His sister Margot calls him uh, back from college. Their phone, by the way, I really I picked up on this. Their phone, by the way, their color ID is written in the same font as you wouldn't download a car <laughs> or whatever you wouldn't steal a car. Did yeah, you see how the fun. main
1: character uh, researches one of the uh, bad guys that's mentioned? He goes on a search engine called Search the Web with a little like uh, a little magnifying glass.
0: Oh, I love fake Googles! <laughs> I love legally distinct Googles. Anyway, so he's investigating his brother's murder because his sister wants to start a mob war over it with, with the, the werewolves. With the werewolves, so. Uh, like we mentioned before, there are djinn here. Uh, the werewolves are meeting up with, like, the head djinn uh, to broker a peace deal. I know this sounds interesting, but it's not.
1: That thing was fucking nuts because they are listing off all of, like, the different monster families. And it was like, there's the shifters. There's the werewolves. There's the djinn? That's the third one you go straight to? Not vampires? The obscure genies? Cool. And I think they trail off after that, and I'm like...
0: and the, 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 the Swamp ins- monsters. Insert, insert second families here. Swamp, <laughs> swamp monsters would be fine for Chicago. Like, the city's right next to a lake. You could have absolutely done yeah. some. Well,
1: there, it was basically like, listen, there's the five families. There's the shifters. There's the werewolves. There's the djinn. We don't want to box ourselves into anything this early on. <laughs> We we don't want to make any hard commitments when we haven't really finished writing the season 1 script. So those
0: are the only the the gin is there but doesn't really do much. This is really just between the werewolves and the shifters. And after this scene, pretty much only between the one werewolf and the one shifter, we find out that they they were star-crossed lovers. Yeah. Uh, and they were going to end the feud or they're going to run off together, uh but she never showed. She never yeah. showed when they were supposed to run away together. So there's a little bit more of their deal.
1: They got kind of um, a Romeo
0: and Juliet thing. The the kid who was getting married. Ellis. Ellis is his name. Uh remember remember him? The least interesting part of anything we've said? Well, guess what? He's the one who's hanging out with the Winchester. He's the part of the He's your audience surrogate. And uh turns out he's going to be super important to the show that will last forever, Blood Supernatural. Bloodlines! Bloodlines! They're also investigating it. Sam and Dean, the Winchesters, put up very little fight. Uh, actually, there's one fun bit here, I would say, where there's a scene going on of a lot of details among Mafia monsters. A lot of stuff is going down. This is where we've learned of, of their backstory. This is where like, a lot of stuff's happened. And then one of the Winchester brothers literally falls through a window with a guy. <laughs> it just kind of literally smashes into the scene. It's like, something's going on over there. We got to go. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> They're ending it, be like, all right, this is all really important. We got to buckle down. Me, Sam, and Dean Winchester, we gotta solve this whole Chicago mob monster thing. And then Dean just runs in and is like, we gotta go! Something interesting is happening! Come on! We gotta go back to our own television program! This sucks! Let's get out of here!
0: <laughs> That's how they write them out! <laughs> they, yeah, they literally get and, a phone call that says, come back, okay, this is good enough, come back. Uh, and
1: and the, uh, the main character, Ellis, is just like, Wait, you said, this is really important right and they're like, "Yeah, we'll send some guys." And then they
0: go. And I have to say, uh I've seen episodes of Supernatural. I, I've seen this. I know that Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles are fine actors. They're they're good for television. Whatever. The powerful energy of I don't want to fucking be here off of both of them. Ackles especially.
1: That is such a recurring theme in all of these is just the main cast being like, "This benefits me in no way, whether or not this succeeds or fails." This is the episode I am the least invested in, and will ever be. So
0: it's the favor to a producer. You know, yeah, this is it's the I signed a contract, I guess. One hundred percent. And so mercifully, Sam and Dean are kept off screen for most of this uh because they're just very clearly distraught they, they don't want to be there they're both a million miles away
1: all the political intrigue comes to a head when the uh wraith monster who surprise surprise is just a human guy with freddy krueger claws kidnaps uh the lady werewolf this the one half of the star-crossed lovers and everybody teams up and just gets in a car to go get her they do that then they realize that the the monster is human after all and uh ellis straight up murders him ellis
0: murders (laughs) a man
1: execution style this
0: this scene this show this character god yeah this character who has been just kind of a wishy-washy, like, nothing throughout this entire time. Gets a very undeserved, like, you can't bring her back model, like moment. And just, his line is, there's only one monster here. And then he sh- he straight up murders a- an old man. Yeah, and I'm like... Everybody in that, ha- in that room is now accessory to murder. And I'm like, I know Sam and Dean have got to be like, okay, look, we kill a lot of things. Yeah. But, like, th- we don't kill people people. That's kind of our thing thing the, we gotta the, bring you to the cops now man
1: the, the hunter guy uh is like his the, he explains his deal and he's like these monster families they brutally uh, murdered and eviscerated my son so i'm mad at all of them because you know they're monsters who kill and eat people on a consistent basis uh so i'm trying to make them kill each other i'm sorry that your wife died your fiance died uh it was an accident He's not, like, super remorseful about it. He's, like, he basically says, like, you know how it is. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he says, she got in like, the way.
0: Sorry, my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, he's not like, yeah, I love, I love making, I love killing people. I don't care. He's like, yeah, I'm just a really sad old man <laughs> who's who's basically gone punisher. Uh, sorry. And I'm like, ooh, Ellis is in a real moral quandary here. Does he choose revenge or... Or does he... Oh, wait, he
0: shot him. He shot him he already. Showed... Oh, okay. He Ooh. clearly shows revenge. And he just shoots him. And then Sam and Dean gotta go, okay, well, I guess we're witnesses to a federal... Hey, hey, uh, Monster Mafia guys, you guys know how to get rid of a body, right? Like, Yeah. This is just... <laughs> God, good thing this guy doesn't have any family connection anymore, right? You guys Dean took care of le- that too, huh? huh? Dean just, just leans over just and like, that handgun's
1: not in your name, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's unregistered, right? yeah yeah, everyone in this is just a party to murder and that's just how they end the show it's so nuts because you think he's gonna be like i I thought he was gonna like wrestle with it and then he was gonna come do like some sort of like big speech and he's just like nah you're bad boom (laughs) execute unarmed man and then sam and dean drive off and are like well this was a show
0: goodbye (laughs) and uh at least the angels kind of acted like they wanted tony's boys to be its own thing
1: yeah <laughs> at the, least it, that at least
0: that episode tried to sell you on the on the tony's boys supernatural is not selling this at all no they the
1: the fucking the reason this uh this pilot sucks is it spends it has a pretty simple premise uh, monster crime families I get it. I'm pretty much in. You tell me, like, you you pitch this show to me, be like, hey, Dan, you gotta watch this TV show. It's about monster crime families. I'm like, I'll watch a season and a half of that before trailing off, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, sure, 100%. Yeah, that's a thing to put on in the background. And then they're like, all right. (laughs) You know how in a good pilot, you mostly just explain lore and backstory? Well, guess what? Like... I think, it, like, by halfway through, I was like, you don't need to pitch me on this premise anymore. <laughs> I'm in. Just do things. Which,
0: honestly, that's a question I was wondering myself, which was why even try to slide this in with Supernatural on its own, right? You, I, number, I know that you're trying to get that same audience, but just fucking do a lead-in. Just, just show this show after Supernatural. Supernatural at 8, this show at 9. Boom, you've got a programming block. Why did they even do this to begin with? If anything, I think the supernatural connection would have hurt this this show. Yeah, because and let's be clear, there's an audience there with with the Charlie's Angels one. i was like, okay, no one wants to see Charlie's Angels with boys, but <laughs> with uh, with Bloodlines, like Bloodlines, yeah. Every this is you you've got the magic, man. The, Don't the let up. You've thing- got the music in you. Just put that shit up on there.
1: <laughs> the crazy thing about them doing it as a supernatural thing is they they need to painstakingly explain the lore of this very simple premise to the point they're like, all right, so you, we got to explain crime to you and then we have to explain monsters and then we have to explain how those things interact. We'll we'll talk slowly. And meanwhile, they're doing this to Supernatural fans who have, at this point, d- digested an absolutely batshit amount of lore. Yeah. Where yeah. they are like they are not only they are reading and writing wikipedia at a scholarly rate
0: yeah like, you, you don't need to do this for these people they're like yeah no we we got you we, yeah just fucking just join join the join the email just send it to listen, our fucking mailing list just come listen, on
1: just, just get it over the plate don't worry about it if it makes sense we'll fanfic the rest we'll fill in the gaps for you If
0: you we're screw, basic if, if you screw anything up, we'll we'll we got you.
1: <laughs> Basically, they're the audience of we'll get it in post. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. Is that a plot hole? Don't worry. Tiffany's got 700 pages on fanfic.net locked and loaded and ready to go for you. We've we're so easy.
0: And so and yet and yet they couldn't fucking deliver on this. Uh mainly cuz it's so fucking boring. Yeah. This turf war is so dull and lifeless and pretty much only comes down to like a squabble between like a guy his ex and his brother? Yeah. Like it's it's strange. I would think that if you weren't if you weren't so worried about connecting it to the supernatural universe, you could have taken this episode and developed some of the universe and shown us something. That's what the whole uh like bar walk through where everybody shows off their power is it's to show you ooh, this world is weird yeah it's a supernatural episode we know the world is fucking weird we've been here for nine years like what you're not doing anything
1: imagine how uh shitty the turf war between the werewolves and the shapeshifters would have been where the werewolves are like i transform into a giant wolf and attack you and the shapeshifters are like I'm not a shapeshifter. I'm a crossing guard. I think he went that away. <laughs> you would, you wouldn't
0: decapitate an old lady, would you? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, these werewolves are dog shit. <laughs> like we see, we see like the lady transform, and all she really does is get teeth and her eyebrows get hairier. I don't think, she, and then she gets claws, like. Yeah. These are the shittiest werewolves. I don't think she even gets that much hair on her. Uh it's it's a lazy fucking deal and that it's
1: just teeth. They just I think that the the plastic teeth budget for this show is would have been out of control. They would have just needed to like unload them by the
0: truck. That's that's where they recoup all their money in in line item deductions.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm half angel. What does that mean? Pointy teeth, contact lenses. Oh yeah, what are you? Oh, I'm a I'm a basilisk. What does that mean? Pointy teeth, different color contact lenses.
0: Make sure you fucking forward those Spencer's gift receipts <laughs> <laughs> to payroll. We're we have we got to get those deducted.
1: So I think, All right, We we, we good. I think. Are we? Uh... I think. I
0: think. I think we've we've kind of gotten to this. I don't. As I was saying a second ago, I don't understand why this didn't at least get picked up, right? It's the CW. They throw shit after shit after shit. And apparently, according to the Wikipedia for this one episode, there was another series in the works for the CW at the time called The Originals, which I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't very original cuz guess what? It was also about feuding families of of monsters. So they had like another thing that was very similar. Uh, ultimately that one got picked up and, uh, Bloodlines didn't, but clearly it didn't last very long either. You've got a pitch here and a built-in audience for it. I mean, th- why, this Why is... not, why not give it a swing? That's, I mean, so this is the question
1: I think is going to be our Andy Barney meter. Um, would you green light this? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, would. Yeah, I think I would, right? I would, because honestly, even how this- pilot sucked by the end i was like all right awesome i know everything i need to know to enjoy this show now i can do episode two and like get the and get into the fun shit like i would have watched this and be like well this sucked but at least now i can hang out with my good friend ellis i'll get through the end of season one they'll retool it in season two yeah they'll this is, they'll kill this, off a this bunch is a of guys series
0: that like people would want to be patient with, uh, but the audience that is there for it is really, really good at being patient through stupid shit.
1: This is 100% the kind of show that gets a funny character halfway through oh, season yeah.
0: two. Oh, yeah. That
1: just, and then it, it that carries it for, like, five seasons. And yet
0: they didn't give it a shot. Uh, yeah. I, I, think, I think the supernatural uh, connection actually hurts it. Yeah, uh, I feel like the Supernatural fans were just like, no, you're 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 in the way of our Sam and our Dean. Yeah. Uh, like, please, please exit. Like right now, they're just <laughs> right now they're mad at you because you're taking a space on the screen that could be the Winchester siblings. Right. Or the sexy angel guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like they're just like the, the Supernatural fans are just watching this like I'm not horny at all. Well, <laughs> The the shape uh, the main shape shifter guy is I a mean, hottie.
0: I mean, they 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 pick CW actors for this. They pick like those model looking people. But man, yeah. none of them have any personality. Or you can't. I can't see myself getting really attached to any of them. And that's probably a, a partly a a big point for their, it or against it. You know, is I'm looking at this and I'm just like I don't give a shit about any of these characters. By the at least by the end of every big hit we've ever had. Gilmore Girls, Buffy, uh, Supernatural, everything that we've ever done. You know, you at least kind of give a shit about people by the end. We spend yeah. too much time on this, but by the end you're just like, I care about this. With fucking Bloodlines, no. I I will happily never hang out with these people ever again.
1: <laughs> no, it looks very unpleasant. They're all very mad all the time.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I, I get why they didn't do it, but also... You should have done it. Yeah, you're the CW. You You've never ever turned a profit. Literally, what do you have <laughs> to lose? Yeah, you're you're the channel that just
1: greenlights everything. Go for it. Uh, uh, it's, it's turned into a pep talk for the CW, <laughs> an antagonistic it. pep talk for the CW of like, "Hey, CW, be comfortable in your own skin. You suck ass, but own it."
0: It's like like we kind of like whisper to the CW who is sitting, you know, crying on the bleachers, just like it's okay to be weird <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I offer to let the CW listen to the shins in one of my headphones, and I listen to the other and and then the shit and then the CW feels a lot better about itself and it goes in green lights I don't know uh, and then you finger blast causes... <laughs> the CW <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a seduction. You just described you seducing a television channel.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That's way funnier than my fucking thing. <laughs> Breaking
1: Mayberry, the only show making sexual moves upon major television networks. <laughs> We're coming for you, CNBC.
0: <laughs> oh man. Alright, I think that's
1: good, right? Clock out.
0: Junk chunk. I think we've, chunk. we've 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 done our jobs here. Uh we, success-
1: <laughs> we successfully squeezed blood from this stone, I think. Blood bloodline i'm tired
0: you you did bloodlines from this stone man clearly yeah. all right uh thanks for listening uh next up we're gonna do we're gonna head back to parental control i think for a couple of episodes uh then we'll scheduling's be- hard yeah and then we'll be back here with some backdoor lovers and then we'll get back to the andy griffith show but if you like what we're doing you let us know give us a one of those ratings and reviews which help us get into other people's earbuds uh it helps us out with those algorithms you know the deal uh, get at us online. Send messages to us at BreakMayberry, uh, that's Break Mayberry. That's B R E A K Mayberry. I am online at Schneider remarks. That is S E S-C-H-N-E-I-D remarks. Our email address, which just does nothing but collect spam and receipts from Spreaker, uh, is Mayberry at gmail.com. Write us a little email.
1: Let us know which miniseries you like more. <laughs> Weigh in on the war that's tearing families
0: apart. And, uh,. That's about it. The music that you are about to hear is not Max Ludwig, but he does do great stuff uh, at on Twitch as at Sleep talkie and uh, does a radio program. If you are in the like lower Massachusetts area, yeah. yeah. And that's about it for us. Uh, until next time, don't let the back door hit you on the way out. Mm-hmm.
1: Get on, get on. I love you for sure Lying on your bed Staring up at the moon You got me crazy Gotta love you soon I'm your back